This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, welcome to A Bit of Politics, a show that will be keeping you company until the eve of polling day, which is today. So tomorrow is polling day. I'm Sharad Kutin. With me, Zan Azli. He's a journalist and the evil genius behind fatbidden.com. Jaffa Ismail, entrepreneur and co-founder of Fergana Art Gallery, and also the host of A Bit of Culture, Cam Razlan, flown fresh. From uh, Ampang, I believe? Uh, no, no, it, uh, nearer than that, actually. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not giving it. I, I'm voting out of constituency. No, I don't want... No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, he's the author of Confessions of an Old Boy. He's also the host of, or co-host of Just for Kicks. Which, the host, sorry. The host. The host. The host. The host. Sorry. sorry about that. Okay, of, uh, which preview, previews the World Cup uh, tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, it, we've taken its slot, so it's going to be podcasted after 8pm. You want to catch it? It's going to be stream and podcasted after 8pm so that's just for kicks okay so it is the final stretch uh, there's only tomorrow left and that's up to Malaysians all 21 million who are on the rolls to make a decision uh, that's going to affect the country for at least five years now Jaffa I want to ask you to start uh, the, the discussion because you have some thoughts about what the real story is and we've been struggling uh, over this so what is the real story of G15 I, thanks, Sheryl, for having me here. I mean, this is uh, this is the first time I've been on BFM talking about politics, actually. I mean, I used to come here and talk about arts, culture, and the politics of art, and the politics of culture, and whatnot. So now it's real politics, right? Uh, 222 seats. Um, yeah, a lot of people thought, I mean, it's quite easy to think that this every general election in Malaysia is always about the economy. People want to see what, you know, what does a, the winning party is going to offer, blah, 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 to the B40, to M40, and then the T20, who's always been heavily subsidised anyway, you know. But I think this time, the Malay politics is actually focused, is really narrowed down to a particular issue that's very interesting. One is the national disappointment. The national disappointment and the moral outrage. Uh, the moral outrage was always on the back burner, simmering around in, in the background, but never really uh, crystallised in, any, in, a, in many ways until Najib had to spend, you know, 12 years or 10 years or whatever in the Kajang prison. Then it crystallized the moral outrage. So, if, I mean, you can see all the statistics that's coming now. Uh, there's hardly anybody talking about what are you going to do if I'm a, I'm a B40, uh, I own, I live in a PPR flat in uh, Ampang. Uh, none of the people are asking, what can you do for me, right? Because but people are beginning to find that I have to vote morally and ethically, uh, which also explain why there's something like almost like even today the latest statistics by by Invoke, which is you know one of Rafi Rafi Ramli's company, says that 24 percent of the voters are still undecided on the very last day of the, uh, t- of the election. percent of Malay voters. 24 percent of Malay voters yeah, right. is still undecided. That's a huge percentage compared to previous years when you know on the very last day normally like three or four percent, five percent or something. 24 percent is quite high, very high in fact. Then you have this, so what triggers them not to decide, right? The parties are still the same. There's Barisan National, Amnolet, Perikatan National, which is Bersatu and PAS, and there's Pakatan Harapan, right? Uh, so that, and then there's this idea of how Perikatan National, out of nowhere, now has become 
quite quite a force. Uh, effectively, now it's passed. Uh, but so is that in many ways um, what we had in 2018? Because in 2018, PAS and AMNO uh, didn't weren't uh, cooperating. We didn't have Muafakat National, yes. uh-huh. and and so you had uh, you had Barisan National, you had Pakalan Harapan, mm-hmm. and we had PAS yes. and PAS often took a, a huge chunk of uh, the votes, right? And yes. so mm-hmm. if you combined uh, uh, Barca National and PAS, you, you, you could have won, but they didn't, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so what's changed? I mean, has, or has nothing changed, in fact? Nothing changed. Actually, if you look at the statistics, right, 18, 18 parliamentary seats by PAS in 2018 is a very low number. They used to get 27, you know, they've close to 30 at some point in time. I think in 1999, it was almost 30 seats. And then I think 18 is, the, is the, the, the lowest number they had in all that years, right? Okay, they had a bad, bad deal in 2004, but then Abdullah Badawi's government won like 94% or something like that, right? So, and, and this is... But this time is unreal. Like, people are talking now, the data is showing that the Malay component of UMNO votes, right, is something like only 27%. I want to ask Zan uh, uh, whether uh, you hmm. feel this because you know uh, what Jaffa has given us is, a, is some of the predictions, some of the, hmm. the statistics that are coming hmm. out. Uh, but what are you looking at? That you know, what's the evidence for you about where people are and and things like hmm. undecided voters? Well, I think I think the, a very important thing to see is that everything has changed. Uh, the, the narrative for politics in Malaysia has totally changed after 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're talking about the Malay voters, mm-hmm. um, and it has always been like that. The Malay voters, the Chinese voters, the Indian voters, yeah, yeah. you know, we're always looking at that. But probably this is a time when we see that it, that, that doesn't matter anymore. It, it probably doesn't matter anymore because, you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're trying to say that the Malay votes is already splitting. No, the Malay votes is always split. Mm-hmm. Right from 1959, you know, so it's not a big deal. Right? It's always split. There's mm. always many, many Malay parties, right? Yeah. Always many, many. You know, so the idea of this so-called Malay unity or vote, 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 Malay unity in terms of vote is an illusion. You know. Yeah, but they continue you know? to harp on on that. You say, oh, Malays oh, have to oh, okay, unite. Okay, but Zan, I want to ask you. So, if it's no longer about the ethnic divisions in the country and it's something else, what is that something else? Oh, well, I'm looking at the youth vote. Uh, I mean, that, that, is, that was what I was going to talk about. And I'm going to relate it to that. Uh, a lot of people that I talk to who are going to be first-time voters, they, they, they're, not, they're not looking at that. They, they may not be a majority of the percentage of voters, but they are quite a significant number, right? A huge significant. And they're, they're not lo- looking at that anymore. You know, they're looking at other things. Okay, we're going to come back to the other things uh, after this break. Uh, stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Because freedom matters. BFM. 89.9. BFM 89.9. I'm Shohad Kutin. With me, Zan Azli, Jaffa Ismail and Kam Razlan. So we're talking about, you know, the shape of Malaysian politics. Is it really changing as dramatically as Zan believes? Jaffa, you talked about, you know, the the Malay component, as it were, and, and some statistics that are coming out about the number of undecided, a quarter of the Malay electorate still undecided about the polls. I mean, it's tomorrow. Literally, yeah. it's tomorrow. So yeah. I, I want to ask you about what's, gonna, uh, what's going to make the difference. And in what's happened over the last 24 hours is uh, Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin's uh, claim, or is a video of a claim that he made about a sort of Jewish conspiracy with Christians mm-hmm. and how that is linked to Pakatan Harapan. In uh, Muhyiddin's mind, uh, you know, do you think that, 
or I mean, it's clear that it, he is thinking that this is a narrative that is going to help move the needle. You know, it's going to give him that extra advantage. It's going to mobilize people to come out. Or at least if they were half and half about Pakatan, it's going to move them away from Pakatan in some in some firm yeah. sense. Um, but we know these conspiracies and we talk about conspiracies. Cam, do you, in your sense of it, does, do conspiracies at this point in time, do you think they will move the needle? Oh yeah, I'm 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 always concerned about what the Jews are doing in Malaysia. <laughs> um, they're everywhere. No, um, it's the greatest hits, though, isn't it? And I, perhaps I mean Mahathir's greatest hits are mm. uh, the Jews yeah. and the Chinese. Yeah, and so perhaps he's trying to do the Mahathir talk and get that kind of crowd. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, what do I know about the rural voter? Uh, do you think it? I, Ismail, do you think it, it, it yeah. resonates? No, I, I, I think what... Uh, I, first of all, I have to say I'm, I'm highly disappointed that the, a former Prime Minister, Muhyiddin Yassin, I mean, Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin, went and, and said such, such, such things. Huh? But really what he's really reflecting is the default position of the Malays. You know? When the Malays are when they're in trouble or they're lost for, for ideas or whatever, they always go back to race and their religion and then sometimes the Jews, and in this case the Jews. And the Jews are the external enemy. The, the external enemy, and the Jews fit in, in this conspiracy. And, and maybe that's the one that's on the video. The other one that's happening, actually, also another kind of conspiracy okay. is uh, uh, Pakatan, Harapan, e- Pakatan Harapan plus DAP equals communism. That's, <laughs> that's the one that's been proposed or been proffered by uh, Hadi Awang right now. Huh? So that's another issue. But really when you talk about communism... Uh, it is not communism as an ideology. He's talk, talking about communism equals Chinese, equals mainland China, equals the race yeah. dynamics. That's yeah. what he's talking about. He's not talking about. So that has been, uh, from my, my contacts in the East Coast, in the Eastern Belt, that's a major topic now. People asking, you know, some canvases, you know, is Pakatan Harapan a communist party, right? We so, are, actually, you know, also, people are actually asking, asking this. The they, they believe it. I mean, they believe it. Yeah, at least as last, last election, um, yeah. when I went to Pahang, yeah. Pakatan Harapan uh, were consistently the different people, uh, candidates I saw talking about this high-speed railway yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, not one MDB. They were not talking about one MDB. Yeah. They were talking about that, and they were talking about that through the prism of this would be China, China, People's yes. Republic of China coming right. here and taking right. over our sovereignty. And that was PH yes. right. selling that story and frightening right. the voters with that. And we, we are standing for, uh, you know, Malaysia for Malaysian kind of thing and not for this uh, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. yeah, I think that was also a, a particularly um, sort of Mahate line of uh, argument, right? He was uh, upset with Forest City. He used Forest City as um, yes. as a mm-hmm. bogeyman. And so the, cause all these bogeymans. I, I, Zan... Are young people, do you think, um, affected by this talk? I mean, do they just see this as old people with their old considerations and and they want something more? Every single first-time voter that I've come into contact with have said that. This is nonsense. They they, they don't want to listen to this anymore. All this Jewish conspiracy, this this religion, this race thing, they they, they don't want to. Um, uh, I I teach uh, undergrads. A lot of undergrads I teach, right? And... Uh, they come, they're learning in an urban setting, but they come from all over. So, so yesterday and today, they're all flying back, Sabah, Johor, Kelantan, Kedah, and none of them want to listen to whatever we're hearing we didn't say now. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that they don't want to accept at all. 
Yeah, they they do talk about the morality thing. Yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's more on human rights. Uh, it's more on gender equality rather than anything else. Rather than yeah. people stealing money from the government. <laughs> actually, actually, yes. Yeah, so yeah. That, that is the ethical outrage, the moral mm. and ethical outrage in my, in my, I may add. Mm. That, that's mm. the one I think upset a lot of people now. Right? People say, I do not want to vote for BN because if I vote for BN, I vote for AMNO, And AMNO has, has got uh, the former president AMNO is in jail, right, for criminal offence. If I vote for Pakatan Harapan, he's got DAP. And DAP has proven to be very difficult to manage, you know. Quote, unquote, Chinese, right? Chauvinist. That's it. And then, so I will then so vote for... Therefore, I will then vote for Prakatan National. Which and then pass. Got pass. Which means pass. <laughs> pass. Right. So, so therefore, pass are going to do very well, in your opinion. I, I think so. Okay, think will so. They, so this is, this is interesting because yeah. pass has come back to power at the federal level. Uh, you know, um, they, they've had ministers, they had envoys to yeah, them. They're in the government. They're in the government, right? And they have senior positions in the government. And so they've tasted power, <laughs> but they hadn't pushed in many ways um, the policy agenda in a very Islamic way. Would you agree that, in fact, PAS has played the middle ground? Uh, you know, they didn't push the, you know, the uh, criminal enactment cause. It, they did very little to push the Islamic agenda while they were in power. Mm-hmm. No, I think PAS, PAS, I think if you have to go back to maybe a, a speech in 1961 by Burhanuddin Hilmi, you know, the one of the great, the shining lights of PAS, who, who knew that Malaysia is a multiracial country, and PAS will very unlikely to be the in the government. Right? But PAS will just want to influence policy, right? And I think in some ways, Mahathir fell for the trap, so he set up Jakim. Yeah. Jakim is really an administration body, right? So PAS just influence policy, uh, not policy making, but influence administration ideas. I mean, like today, if, if they say, oh, you cannot, uh, Muslims are not allowed to drink in, in the pub, right? In the veranda of the pub. No one is going to complain. People just obey it. <laughs> so, you know, and, the, and that was yeah. a, a past-led... Um, a- administration. So as long as they control administration, right. they'll introduce bits and pieces, they introduce small, small rules yeah. and regulation at the local council. No one is com- to complain. Mm. I also, also uh, pass a, a reading and listening to um, strategies mm. that, that have been used in places that we don't normally look at, like, you know, Egypt. Uh, and... Yeah. and uh, and so it's a different different uh, strategy going yeah. on together. So it's administration rather than policy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, okay, Zan, I mean, do you, do you agree? Because before yeah. we get to the, the youth issue, uh, just to say on this, because uh, I, I'm not a Muslim, uh, but, you know, uh, so there is this argument that, yes, the politics, Islamic politics has moved into, as you say, is in administration, right? So it's in all these little things, yeah. not in the dramatic policies. That, in fact, PAS is a very moderate party. You know, mm. it's not a party of revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the, the question is, coming out of this election, do you think they will have much more influence on the shape of where the country goes? I, I think they will have a, a significant influence in negotiating for the coalition. Like everyone is talking like, uh, you have to negotiate with these. I mean, the real kingmakers of Malaysian politics today, right? In the coalition is the East Malaysians. You have to go to bed with either GPS or you have to go to bed with the Sabahans, right? 31 seats in Sarawak and 25 or something seats in Sabah. Those are the numbers that you have to deal with. You have no choice. No one has a choice. No, no of these big three coalitions are going to have enough seats on their own, right? So you have to do a deal with them. And 
would you consider or you visualize that across the table in negotiation, uh, Abang Johari and his GPS guys, you know, we have to front up uh, Haji Hadi, for example. It's hard and to imagine. Hard to imagine, <laughs> but yeah. it's probably will happen, right? And or do you think that uh, the East Malaysians, politicians, and all the movers and shakers will just face up to Anwar Ibrahim and Rafizi Ramli and his gang, right? From but wouldn't would that rain in past then? I don't know. If this kind of negotiation would rain in pass, I mean, look at the CSA from Ismail Sabri's administration, right? Whatever pass was doing then or did not do was probably because of that. No, would, so, you, would, you, would you think so? Yeah, I mean, so there's a moderating effect every time yeah. you have like, these large coalitions because you have to, ple- in some sense, please everybody. Yes. You yeah. can't yeah. push your agenda in a maximalist kind of fashion mm-hmm. because that's going to break the deal, right? So yeah. in some ways you say, well, okay, you give us a bit of this, you, you take a bit of that, and mm-hmm. but... The, but that has always failed us, right? For yeah. 60 years. Coalition politics have failed Malaysia for 60 years, you know? So, well, I, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're still here and everything. Yeah, what do you here. mean by fail? It's, there are uh, things that have happened to show that it might work. Uh, yeah, probably. You know, Pair up. You know, Ismail I, I, administration. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, with all due respect to the caretaker of prime minister, right? I mean, sometimes you, you hardly do anything means you achieve a lot. So it's yeah. like one of those... Uh, one of those things that's uh, unreal, yeah, right? For but me, I hardly do anything and achieve a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with chisel on your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to ask you this, because it, it is uh, kind of crucial. Very quickly, because we have about a minute left before we go, time to go to the news, is um, do, you, do you think it's actually a progress to, to get to this point, that we don't have a clear winner, that there's going to have to be compromise? Zan? Yeah, I definitely think so. It's going to be a... Do you call it a unity government? Not unity government, right? But at least uh, negotiations are going to happen. Uh. But is it, go- is it progress for you? Yes, it is. To me, it's big progress because it means nobody dominates. Nobody is a, is a leading figure. Nobody is a leading party. Uh, everything comes to a negotiation process and, and, and compromise. So to me, that's, that's the way forward. So, you know, yeah, it's not polarizing. Okay, Jaffa, do you think so? Because a lot of people want, I mean, coming into this game, they want to win outright. Yeah. We know that, you know, when Takiyudin came out and said, well, you know, and then and Moedin said, well, he's not in, you know, he wasn't uh, given the right to speak about uh, negotiations. Mm. Uh, it's sort of signaled that, yeah. you know, but there's a reality check, right? But is, it, see, but is it good? No, I, I, I think it's good. But, but Malaysians, are, they, they like to, to reminisce about the good old days of Mahathir, right? Mother's got mother wears a bush jacket. Everybody will go to the tailor the next day, you know. So and uh, and get a bush jacket. Did you get a bush jacket? jacket? Did you? Did you? <laughs> well, Did I you? worked nine and a half years for. But I'm not. But of course, I have a bush jacket. You got to take it but, out soon. But, but, but the the good thing about the, the the this coalition or this this merger of working together with parties and the idea of a dictator and a despot eh, will not happen. So we have eliminated that possibility, which is very good, mm-hmm. because then this constitutional monarchy system will actually work because the idea of a, a despotic king will not happen, and the idea of the despotic prime minister will not happen. So I think Malaysia is going to have a, a fantastic time, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zanazli, Jaffa Ismail, Kamraz and myself, Sharad, because we're going up to the 8 uh, p.m. news. Uh, keep it here, BFM 89.9. Bombing frustrated minds. BFM 89.9.
BFM 89.9. A bit of politics. I'm Sharad Kutin with Mizan Azli, Jaffa Ismail and Cam Razlan. And just for for your knowledge, uh, Cam, you are the host of Just for Kicks, which we've kicked off uh, in order yeah. to have this show. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> tell us, you, you preview uh, the World Cup tonight. We do, We're, we do, which is the greatest show on earth. Elections in Malaysia, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, and we look at groups A, B, C, and D, and we predict that Ecuador is going to win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, wow. <laughs> not for the World and, Cup, and, and, just and for England, your show. England is not, not going to bring the kaboom. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay. right, listen to so podcast. it's podcasted, <laughs> so you'll, you'll be able to uh, you know, either listen to it uh, streaming now or uh, download the podcast at this point in time. Uh, while we continue our conversation about the elections. Cam, you wanted to talk about getting a political education and very quickly, and that's exactly what Zan and, and Jaffa have been doing, you know, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. The, the new realities with, with terms of political dynamics between coalitions and such. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm alone in that when the Sheraton move happened, I just switched off from politics. It's like, just stopped. And, um, and I forgot everybody, everything. So when this election started, I mean, I, I know I want to vote. I mean, I, I am engaged enough and interested. But suddenly it was this re-education and faces. Like, who's he? I recognize the face. Oh, oh, he was the ex-prime minister. Uh, I believe his name is Mulhidin Yassin. He's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking at one of these predictions, one of the rumors. There's so many rumors going around. And it was how Amno, very different from what you're, you're saying there, uh, Jafar, that, you know, Amno's going to do incredibly well. And that... Um, uh, AA kept saying AA will make a deal or, or will be upset. And I was thinking, who is AA? It's <laughs> got a battery. Oh, and then Jaffa said, Oh, Azmin Ali. Yeah. I said, oh, I forgot all about him. <laughs> and he said, I actually voted for him because uh, I vote in uh, Ampang. Okay, so how? So very quick question for you is like, how quickly does a catch up require in terms of? Well, I think it certainly comes back to your observations earlier that there are default settings within you. So if yeah. if you are um, a Malay, rural Malay, say, and you're reactivated into the political scene, it's simply, as you said, race, religion. Uh-huh. So I will make my choices based on the, that A B, very binary choices. Yeah. And, and 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 it's not just rural Malays now; it's, it's urban Malays. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. you're right, you're right. And, and everybody would be... The, the unknowns, I guess, would be the first-timers, the, new, the newcomers. Uh, but, but, you know, Zan, you're going to be talking about them. But, you know, politicians through the centuries have been disappointed by uh, young voter turnouts. Uh, they, ne- they don't vote. So I don't think we should place any any hope on them at no. all. Okay, but, but my question is really about um, political education, right? And so you're the kind of uh, autodidact. You're teaching yourself. You're you know, uh, but or maybe in your sense that you already had that education. It just had been on a break since. Got Sheridan. very rusty, and and I had to work out uh, which coalition. Which coalition am I in now? I don't know. Uh, They've broken up into another coalition and everything. Okay, but I want to uh, say so some like Fami Reza, who's been actively working the grounds and, you know, brilliant series of interventions at universities the last uh, couple of weeks, right? And and then with the universities, especially the public universities, responding very badly to his interventions. But if you think about Zan, about uh, political education and catching up and that, what would you say? What is it 
that differs, say, uh, Camerasm from an 18-year-old in terms of trying to understand what's happening? Oh, I think the context is totally different, right? Because you're coming in and you know about the 63 years of history. Uh, you, you know about the previous coalitions. You know about the two big... Co- it's almost like a two-party system in Malaysia before 2018, mm-hmm. uh, more or less. And these young people, they, they don't have all that. They're coming in, they're seeing... They look at Batu. Ten people! What? How are we going to vote for 10 people? You know, which one are we going to pick? So they straight away come in like that. It's zero. It's, it's zero. zero. It's zero. I don't, I don't blame them for Siddiqui. Right? Siddiqui being right. there. She's <laughs> a hard thing. Yeah, and you literally have to say, okay, look, there's the executive, there's the legislative, there's yeah. the judiciary, yeah. and you know, yeah. Uh, but, but with zero knowledge then, you could be attracted to personality first. Is, uh, is charisma, personality, a uh, barometer that, that attracts or 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 because there is no is there a left and right in Malaysian politics? No, right, no, <laughs> no, well, no, no, not really. No, I mean, no. in terms of policy, not okay. But before we get I mean, into the that, left, it's only what party right got Malaya, maybe three people there. Yeah. <laughs> party socialist, but, you know, yeah, but party yeah. right interestingly always reemerges during general elections and feel a huge number of candidates. Yeah. It's very interesting yeah. to see I think one of the oldest candidates of course Mate mm-hmm. uh, you know pips everybody because mm-hmm. he has to be the top, right? Yeah. But uh party right I think is supplying one of the older candidates I think 90 years old or something. Yeah. Jaffa, I do want to ask you though about um this idea of frameworks, you know, are frameworks shifting? We know platforms are shifting. It's supposed to be a TikTok uh, GE, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's supposed to be a TikTok GE. Are frameworks shifting with these new platforms? Do you feel that um, you know the Malay ground is being educated in different ways? Because that's what you were talking about earlier. Is it? But, you know, I, 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 for me, when, when I look at what's happening now, right? I mean, the the. the uh, we just have to isolate the, the, the communal issues and the religious issues of past for a while, the, the default condition. But I think overall, uh, people understand that, that uh, a country of 32 million will have to go to a multiracial platform, right? So which is, I think, is the platform that people like Pakatan is selling and to some extent also uh, Bersatu. Bersatu now started as a Malay party now, but it's no more, right? Uh, actually, I had a conversation with uh, Tan Sri Muhyiddin, and he's become a multiracial party now. He's included the multiracial component. He, he himself realized it. So, but, but he's not going to have Jews and Christians in it. <laughs> yeah. so okay. this, this is the problem. And then I thought, wow, that's quite progressive. Mm. You know, I mean, he wants to set up a Basatu become a multiracial party, which Mahathir is really upset, right? Mahathir keeps saying that. You see, Muhyiddin, he took away my party, he make it multiracial, you know? So then, because of that, I have to go and set up this GTA like, and Pejuang, like, because then it's a Malay party. So, so obviously, people are realizing the multiracial thing. And if you look at this, these, these numbers that's coming out, the popularity of UMNO and whatnot, right, has actually di- diminished to a low number. It's the lowest number UMNO has has from a Malay perspective. Like, eh? The Malay voters that are supporting UMNO is like, what, less than 20% according to Merdeka Centre. And according to Invoke, it's like 20-odd percent, 27 percent, which is the lowest in history. So, But when you look at the media, so it's, uh, the posters are very interesting because they now dominate our, they dominate our, our thinking. thinking about, yeah, about politics, right? But it used to be that you could look at the newspapers, you listen to, uh, I don't know, intellectuals speak uh, at, to get a sense of what's happening. We had these uh, G70. Came yeah, out yeah, you look at the response from the Malay professors, the other Malay professors, right? They yeah. say, what's going on, you know? Oh, so what do, you, what do you make of that Malay but professor? I, 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 I think, personally, it's about time Malay professors make the, take a stand. 
make a stand on something, right? I mean, Picasso made a stand on World War II, all this. So how come the Malay intellectuals are not making a stand? But this is the first time. But unfortunately, from my feel, there's only one sastrawan, Muhammad Haji Saleh. And everyone else is either physicist, scientist, or dietitian, or whatever it is. But, you know, so where are the artists? Where are the filmmakers? Yeah. Are, they, are they not making a stand? They yeah. made, uh, they made uh, Mat Kilau. They made Mat Kilau. Hush, hush, Don't knock down 100 million. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Yeah. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, I'm Shorat Kutin. This is A Bit of Politics, and we're coming up to the last stretch, as the campaign is also. Uh, with me, Cam Razlan, Zan Azli, and Jaffa Ismail. Zan, Zan we were going to end with you, and maybe a little more hopeful note, we think, though Cam is constantly poo-pooing the young, the young people. <laughs> well, tell us, about, tell us about the young people. You, you say that in your work, mm. uh, teaching, that you are constantly in touch with these young people. So what, what is it that you get uh, from them in terms of their political thinking, their aspirations? They, they, uh, I come into contact a lot with all those ages between 18 to about 24, 25 years old. Uh, they are not discussing sophisticated issues of, you know, uh, the economy, finance, and uh, everything that you talked about. They're not. They're not. They're very, they're very simple. Very simple. They want to know which party or which government is going to ban the next Disney movie. Where you know, do, but which, do they want the business? They don't movie? want it. They want the Disney movie. So that's going to be the deal breaker. Movies, you know, pop culture. You know, that's what they're thinking about. Interestingly enough, they're also thinking about the economy, but in more selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, self-interested know? ways. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, when they graduate, what's their starting salary going to be like? Are they going to have jobs? Uh, will they have jobs? Job opportunity. Education, the cost of education. Do they have to pay? Repay back the loans, uh, or how expensive is their degree going to cost them? You know, so these are things that they're very, very concerned about. The other thing that they're really concerned about too is human rights. Gender equality is huge. They're really upset about the number of candidates being fielded that are women. They're very few, right? They're very no, few. Nobody hit the thirty percent target yep. that they yeah, announced. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And and they're very upset about the average age of the candidates as well, including my wife. She keeps telling me, what is this? Why are there more people who are above 50, you know, contesting? Ouch. I'm glad she didn't say 40, okay? Yeah, yeah. Then I'll be in trouble. Don't trust yeah. anyone over 50. <laughs> but, but, but this student loan is, is quite interesting. If you look at mm. the numbers carefully now, I think it's about, I don't know how many billion the PTPN loan is. Right? Basically, every student that went to an IPTA, right, when they, they graduated, they'll be in debt. Yeah. Yep. Maybe yeah. 40,000, 45,000 oh, ringgit God, or something. It's horrifying. It's like, horrifying. Yes. 20 years so old. If, if you're a kid that, from yeah. the Felda or from rural Malaysia or whatever, you know, and then you are in debt. The day you get out from U, just, UITM or University of Malaya or whatever. Think, think about the private institutions. Uh, it's so even crazier. Okay. Yeah. So many of the manifestos actually address this directly. Many of the manifestos uh, uh, talk about debt relief or some form of assistance to students. Mm. Is that enough? So are your students, Zan, reading the manifestos and comparing coalitions in terms of what they can do for them? I mean, you say they, yeah. they're concerned about the cost of education. A majority of them don't know where to go to get this information. 
So I'm telling them, go read the manifestos. Go to news organizations, news, uh, news platforms that have summarized the manifestos. Take a look at that. And they're like, oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, I didn't know that. Re-education, right? But, yeah. but are there any, are there any uh, youth political party movements in your university? You know, young DAP, young No, Amla. no, none. Yeah, but you there look at... None. You, you look muda, at, muda. Young muda. muda. <laughs> yeah, muda, you mean muda, muda, muda. I don't think so. Muda even talk about uh, education there. I, oh, I, don't. I, I haven't seen this talk, but I mean, all I know is that Said, Said Sadiq talk about his asset, right, declaration, which includes two cats. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's surprising. They haven't, they haven't touched on that. Yeah, you're right. Toby and Meow Meow, I think or something like that. So, but, but it says that they are not really focused on that. That is key. People, people you, you finish four years at university, the day you go out, you're handcuffed by that. You know, what is yeah, what, what percentage of the Malaysian youth actually go to university? Pretty small. No, a lot. Really? Yeah, so I think uh, I think to be fair the, that in fact higher education is a growth area, right? Mm. The problem will be, and I think this is what the experts are saying: you can't keep talking about access and having more and more people go to universities without talking about quality. So right. young people have to demand not just uh, access uh, uh, and, and maybe cheaper access to bring down the barriers, but they need quality education because quality education is what is going to help them translate that education into higher wages or mm. job opportunities. Yeah. If mm. they're poor education, poor quality education, then the certificate that this your your CGL is on is is it's worth the paper it's printed on, basically, yeah. right? But the question is. How do the do you see you know Zan you said the kids are fairly simple in their approach to politics and I think that's actually true of all demographics I don't think there's a, <laughs> one and, and, sophisticated and probably, demographic probably these young kids will vote according to their parents so ah is oh, that whoa, do you whoa, think whoa. so I, I don't think so yeah a but, majority but of them will speak to me yeah, hmm. I don't know. I think maybe quite they, a lot of them will vote according to what their parents they, voted. They, know, it yeah. sounds like they would purposely vote against what their parents are I, voting. I, I so, uh, right. Yeah, no, no, no. A, a lot of them are telling me that they it's, they're not following their parents. Uh, they're mm. following about who their peers. They're talking to their peers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And is TikTok uh, shaping those conversations as as? As the pundits have suggested. <laughs> no, no, we got nobody's talking about TikTok. None of them are going yeah. on TikTok to look for campaign material now. Oh, Not at all. We've been talking a lot about TikTok on this show. <laughs> yeah. Not a bit, a bit. Yeah, too much. We, we're trying actually. to keep the, the pulse of things. I think. Can <laughs> yeah, is, according to, to no, Zan, it's not. It's, not, it's a de- it's no pulse. There's no, no pulse they, they go on TikTok for other things, not for politics. No, yeah. so it's not the right channel. I think. I think la, anecdotal anecdotal experience. I don't think so. But, but you're say, you're saying uh, all of your your young Malaysian students mm. are going to vote. They have all expressed their excitement to vote. Right. Jaffa, you, yeah. say, you say you have kids who are going to vote. All of them are voting. Yeah. Okay, how? Just give us a sense of how old your uh, kids are. Well, I have, I don't know, the, uh, 18. First time voter, 18, 21. Right. Uh, 20. I'm going to get into trouble now. I can't remember. <laughs> 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 20, 29. It's okay. So which one's your favorite? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I got, I got four, girl, four girls and two, two sons. All of them is going to go. Okay. All of them are And what's shaping it? Is the family conversation the one that sh- has shaped their political worldviews and, pos- uh, and choices? You think? Well, I'll tell you what. With my mother-in-law, who's a, I'm not a voter for, you know, the day she was born, but, for years, like, she's a, the queen of I'm not in the in the in the kampung. So, a few days ago, we had garbage SME collector for eight days, right? 
So I call an assistant, uh, a senior officer in the Menteri Besar of Selangor's office, right? Wow. And within you six, got cable. Within, within 16 minutes, the garbage was taken out. I WhatsApp, put the pin, pin drop and whatnot, right? I think she's going to vote Pakatan Harapan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, so, I got to get, and the, probably the whole village is going to vote the opposition. Now. I, I'm sorry, Azmin, you know, you, you are going to be in trouble. In oh, well, in Slango, they're not the opposition, <laughs> right? I mean, they have been the government for now, uh, for, for, coming out of three yeah, terms, right? For, so, okay, so, but families, I mean, just coming back to this very uh, interesting idea about families, generational change, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's discussions. I mean, the, the template is that you vote against your parents' values. You know, th- this is just a natural reaction uh-huh. as, you know, as some people grow up and they, you know, yeah. grow out their hair and they have a ponytail or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, for the next 20 plus years. Yeah, for, the, yeah. for the next 20 years. So, yeah, I'm very interested in how families shape political... Do you find that your children... Uh, between them, because there's sibling rivalry and there's all those dynamics, does it also result in very different political positions? Because we have families. Think of uh, Khalid, uh, Khalid Samad. <laughs> yeah, and, you yeah. know, I mean, that the Samad family, they, they all go in different directions. Or one past one, um, right? Yeah, they have yeah, that too, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think generally the, the Malay families voted along family lines, you know? generally. But there's like a tradition, you know, like there's always a past family, there's always an Amno family. And most of them will... And that's it, though. But you're saying that's it. That's it, you know. They don't split historically. But Yeah, historically. But But now? But now, like you say, everyone is relearning themselves, right? Mm. Relearning their political affiliation, maybe more issues and whatnot. I think now people may change now. Because I'm not definitely, you know, since independence, that's a three-generation... You, minimum, minimum, yeah. minimum, because because it was a nation building. It was like the crusade. It's a strong story, strong story. Sorry. But yeah. but maybe the story has worn off. No, mm. but the people who are now ages between eighteen and twenty one, it's totally different. Yeah. The way they're getting their information, the news about politics is so different. So yeah, I think but, it's the family but, thing. But, it's not but, that influential no, anymore. But, but that's also the this Sheraton move and mm. this uh, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that it causes is that uh, most Malaysians distrust politicians. They don't trust politicians. They don't like politicians. They are, uh, you know, they just couldn't give a damn about politicians. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that is actually the dislike, rather than hatred, the dislike and distrust. You know, there's a trust deficit about on and about politicians, right? I think that one is forcing people to change their their views a little bit. Uh, you know how the, uh, the coalitions are they are, they are they are putting focus on their P- prime minister candidate. Mm-hmm. My students, they don't care about that. Yeah. This is, they say this is this is scrap, you know. Mm. Why would I even want to care about who is going to be the prime minister? None of them are my choice for prime minister. Yeah. So I'll just vote for the right coalition to be in power. It doesn't matter who the prime minister is. But the That's ones, who are, the ones who are born uh, in 2000 onwards, right? They have no memory. They have no memory. Of, their memories about Mahathir is a guy who came for the second <laughs> time and didn't do well, right? Yeah, yeah. Their memories of Anwar Ibrahim is that he spent a few years in the thousands, you know, in, in the cell, right? And then, so their memories of politicians are yep. not great, lah. Not grand. Mm. They they don't have a sense of, oh, that guy is a nation builder. You know, they don't understand this idea of nation builder. They understand an old guy who came back from the past, a blast from the past, twenty eighteen. He turned up, hang around for about twenty two months, and it's over, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. then we have three prime minister seems, mm. right? Yeah, you that's know, what. Okay, I want to ask Cam. I mean, Kim, oh. do you do you think your political values or you know uh, your choices have changed very much? And we're both in our fifties. Oh, have uh, they been fairly stable? I I 
I think so, since I was the age of Zan's students. Uh, but they've had to uh, shift around in order to accommodate the available politicians. Yeah. So when I first came back to Malaysia, I did not vote for a long time, for 15-odd years, because there was simply nothing, on, certainly on, for my constituencies, nobody that matched anything that I was interested in. So, no, I didn't vote at all, because I was just either voting for religious conservatism, uh, racial conservatism. That was my choice. <laughs> so um, we didn't have DAP candidates. So I, I would say I've maintained the same kind of values, but, but there's been a blossoming of uh, possibilities in the last, what, 10 years yeah. to, to accommodate uh, my values better. Which is, which is exciting. Okay, I want to ask Jaffa this question about Muda. We have uh, a couple of minutes left. Uh, you know, it doesn't have, it hasn't made as a big an impression as I thought it would in this general election. Like, you don't hear the major stories coming out of Muda or its candidates. Uh, is that your sense of it? Is, has Muda not made an impact on this general election as yeah. some people thought it would? I don't think so. Muda is making an impact at all. You know, I, I, I think Muda, from for my perspective anyway, I, I think it's almost like a, a Muda is a party. It's a couple of guys, Syed Sadiq and this uh, the lady, uh, young woman who is a uh, Adun in uh, Johor, Johor right? Yeah. And and it's like uh, they are proxy of, you know, my view anyway. They are proxy of a uh, uh, wealthy entitled people, you know, uh, <laughs> urban people who who, who signing checks to fund this thing going, you know. And then they also a uh, a plaything of other political organisations because. Other political parties want to ring fence their own party. They say, oh, Muda, you got the right demographics. You are young, you're well-educated. You're led by a Malay chap who went to the Royal Military College. So you, you fit the idea of my potential membership. But I will support you to be outside of my party so that you don't disturb my status <laughs> quo, right? <laughs> so they become a plaything, which is why uh, they move from there. Some people think they are a bit of a DAP plaything. Some people think they are a bit of PKR plaything <laughs> and Amana plaything or BN even, right? Or Bersatu plaything. And, you know, literally, I would say hours before nomination, right? Yeah. They, haven't got a, they haven't got a deal with anyone uh, until right. they had to lash themselves up with Pakatan Harapan now. And then, uh, but the luck of the draw now, Said Sadiq has got a front row seat, lah, you know. He's uh, presidential in, in the so-called Presidential Council of Pakatan Harapan, even though he's not a formal member. So he's on the same level as Anwar, Mat Sabu, Guan Eng, and uh, uh, Anthony Madi- Lok and one Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's not bad. So he forms a good background, you know. Okay, I mean, Zan, what do you think? I mean, do your kids know Muda? Because Muda, in some ways, was about exciting that demographic. Yeah, yeah. no, they know Muda. Uh, initially, before the elections, right before the elections was announced, Muda was all on their lips. They were talking about Muda. Yeah. But as soon as elections was announced, campaigning started, gone. Nobody's talking about Muda anymore among my, my students. Yeah, it's like they disappeared. They just disappeared. Yeah, they, they just disappeared. Yeah. Like you know, get washed out in the whatever the noise. Huh? And it's over. <laughs> Except say Sadiq Day is in every poster. And that's that's about. Yeah, well, I mean, some you win, some you lose. I mean, they yeah. may may have miscalculated, but I would maintain that they are Muda. Said Sadiq is looking at the demographic of twenty-five to thirty-five, not eighteen, not yeah. eighteen. 18. Yeah. And as twenty-five and thirty-five get older every single year, he's going to track that group, mm-hmm. yeah. and and he will be so embedded in the consciousness of that age demographic 
that he's just a shoe in for prime minister at some future date. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to put myself out on the limb and call uh, and suggest that each of you can can um, have a have a constituent that you can speak to. So I'm going to ask you to advise the people. Um, and I'm going to give you a, a constituent. So I'm going to say to you, Zan. What are you going to say to young people? Because I think you are the representative. And you're not representative of young people. But you're, you're <laughs> thank, the, you. thank you, Jonah. Thank you. Like, <laughs> if I was prime minister, I would make you envoy to the young people. Okay? Yeah. You're the envoy. It's like Hadi was envoy to the Middle East. You're envoy to the young people. What would you say to them about the process tomorrow, about the, the results, and what's going to happen after? Uh, I, I, think, I think look past personalities, look past individuals, uh, look at the different coalitions, look at the manifesto, look how it suits you. It's not going to suit you 100%, mm. but look what closely suits you. Mm. Vote for that. Vote for that and also understand that they might not win. and You might not get everything that you want because it's going to be a negotiation process. But just be sure to know that whatever you're doing is going to make progress for the country slowly. And as you get older, you have more stakes than the older people. Older people are going to die soon. You've got longer to live. So, well, yeah. Some older people never die. Jaffa, what would you say to uh, your community, you know, the Malay voter? Um, maybe and, and, the, and the people of my age group. Yeah, and yeah. your people of your age group. Okay, but ha- uh-huh. I've got, give you half a second, uh, half a minute. So. Yeah, but, but, but for me, it's like, uh, well, 66 years old. I mean, I, I grew up in the promise of... You know, Mahde, Mahde era, right? New economic policy and whatnot. But uh, this election is really strange because it's almost like paying penance, you know. I cannot go out and say, right, I, I'm not, I do not engage in corruption. I, I do not engage in monetary corruption, but I let it happen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I work for companies and, and I know, I mean, they do deals, right? They do deals because they're state-sponsored capitalism, party-sponsored capitalism. And then, so we are equally guilty. The executives who didn't, who didn't have their hands in the, in, the, in the till are also equally guilty because we allow that to happen. No one stood up, right? And at least during my time, you know, from, from the day I graduated in 78 until now, I hardly hear any intellectuals, scientists or whatever who stood up and be counted, right? Because everybody seems to get co-opted one way or the other. So this is paid penance, you know? So the moral outrage now resonates with me quite well. Okay, penance. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, Cam, uh, we have exactly 20 seconds, you okay. and I. Who? Why? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. What's your, what's uh, your message? You, you can talk to the universe. Cause you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're a universal man. I'm a footballer. You didn't have a fans. for you, Cam. Well, I, you know, right, okay, as a person who suddenly been reactivated in politics, I would say that I would really like people to go out and vote and to do as Zan says and find the one that's closest to you. But I would also, I would also defend those who choose not to vote. That is also a decision. Too. Okay, the final word. Cam Razlan, Jaffa Ismail, Zan Azli, I'm Sharad Kutin. This has been a bit of politics. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.